Guys, I love you so much. I want to tell you before I get into tonight's word, I want, I want to say this. I had a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday. And, and we were talking and, and um, just talking about life, right? Y'all have these deep conversations from time to time with good friends. And I, I was doing my very best to encourage him. And, and I, I simply said something that the Lord put on my heart to tell him. And it was simply this. It was like, you can do anything. You can accomplish anything. Through this power of God that's in you, you can do absolutely anything. If you put your mind to it, you can do it. If you feel called to it, God will make a way for you to accomplish everything you've been called to. And, and he told me something that broke my heart. He said, aside from my, my mom and dad, who kind of have to tell me I can do it, you're the first person to tell me I can do it. So before I get into God's word, I want to start this, this sermon by simply saying this, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. There is nothing that you can't accomplish if you put your heart to it and if you put your mind to it, if you put your passion into it, and if you put your investment in the kingdom of God, absolutely nothing is impossible for you. And so I want to tell anyone who walked into this room discouraged thinking that there's things that that are impossible for you. Don't tell me I can do that. I, I can't. I've come to tell you, you can do anything through the power of Jesus Christ in you. Amen? Praise God for that. Um, just as an announcement, I want to re-emphasize this Saturday, if you have no plans, we've got some exciting things happening. We are partnering with Evangel Temple Saturday morning through the afternoon. Um, I'm going to be speaking at CrossFit, Pastor John Doherty, our district youth director, will be speaking. Um, we've got a Youth Alive missionary that's going to be speaking. Our Columbus Leadership College band is doing two sets of worship. It's going to be an incredible day. So if you are free on Saturday, please let myself or Pastor Juan know, and we want to get you plugged in. It's only $10, and that pays for food, and it gets you a bunch of free stuff. And uh, so if you're free Saturday, I want you to come be with us. Let's represent as real life at this community event. It's going to be awesome. Y'all ready for God's word tonight? Amen. Come on, y'all. Ready for God's word tonight? Tonight, the, the stranger thing we're going to be talking about is the Holy Spirit of God. Tonight, I believe with all of my heart, the Holy Spirit changes people. The Holy Spirit, I don't change anyone, but the Holy Spirit of God changes people all the time. Amen? A couple weeks ago, I got a text from one of our students. It made me so proud. I was so excited when I began to read. As he explained, he told me, Pastor, I found, I found God today, tonight. It was incredible. He said, Pastor Jonathan, I have found God. And his text began to explain how he had gotten alone in his room, closed the door, turned on some worship music, started praying. And the next thing he knew, the presence of God came into his room. And an hour later, he, he was lost in the Spirit of God. And he said it was so thick in his room that by the time it was over, he was bawling like a baby in a good way. It was just like he was broken in the presence of a God who loved him unconditionally. 
It was so cool because he just explained to me. He was like, I went downstairs and told my parents what was going on. And they were like, what church are you going to, boy? Like, it was almost foreign. And I'm so excited for this young man. He's here tonight because I know that it's the presence and the Spirit of God that changes people. And his life is headed in the right direction because he's seeking after the Holy Spirit of the living God. Amen? Tonight, I've come to tell you that nothing is more attractive than encountering someone who has had a personal experience with the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more attractive than seeing someone and meeting and talking with someone who has been totally immersed in the presence of God. There's nothing more attractive than that. Tonight, I am praying this room would have that kind of experience. This young man was so moved by God that he felt free from the weight of the world and was so moved by the love of God that he was bawling like a baby. I want that for my life all the time. Amen? See, you and I have something worth fighting for, and there is a power available to us that can cause us to win. Tonight, we've got the power of the Most High God on our side, the power of the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is available for you and for me. So nothing should stop us. Nothing should hinder us. Nothing should cause us to quit or give up because we've got the Spirit of God on our side. Amen? Most epic stories, they have a hero and they've got a villain, right? Y'all like good stories? Anybody in the house like movies? Come on, y'all, respond. I, this, is, this is not an eighth grade dance where we got the boys on one side, girls on the other. We are going to respond tonight, praise the Lord. Can I get a hallelujah? hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In the movies, there's, there's people with great st- skills, talents, and abilities, and those who have none, right? My son and I, every once in a while, we, we have a hobby together. We like to watch movies. How many of y'all like Netflix, right? Sometimes we'll sit down and, and I'll say to my son, I'm like, what do you want to watch? I, I literally say, boy, what do you want to watch? And, and there's this movie on Netflix. I don't know if y'all have seen it. It's an oldie but a goodie. Have y'all seen The Princess Bride? My son, Damien, he loves The Princess Bride. It's a, it's a classic. I mean, he likes an epic story. And we got, we got this guy, his name's Humperdinck, right? He's like the villain and he's the king, but he's the bad guy, right? Every story has a villain. And then we've got the guy in black. His, he's got the long flowing hair, kind of like Paxton Barkdole, right? And, and uh, his name's Wesley, and, and he's that dude that when he's like, true love, right? Y'all remember the movie? I'm not the only one who's seen it. Damien loves that movie. Got Andre the Giant, man. Another favorite of ours is The Lord of the Rings. We like, I do, I do that. My son is not afraid of goblins and, and orcs. He, he wants to slash them with his own sword. It's awesome. He watches it and he's like, but, but Lord of the Rings, it's so entertaining for, for myself. Like I see Frodo and Samwise Gamgee, right? They're going after it. They are the heroes. They got their little furry feet, right? You know, come on, y'all. And, and Samwise is like, you don't have to carry this on your own, Master Frodo, right? And then you got these dark riders that are like evil and always there. They can't die, right? It's just creepy. They don't talk, but they kind of shriek. It's, it's, 
Every story, epic stories have a hero and a villain. And one of my favorites, the last but not least with my kids, how many of y'all have seen the Lego movie? Yeah. The Lego movie. We got Emmett. Emmett is this little construction worker Lego, right? He's the plainest Lego of them all. And Emmett is plain. He's got no talent. He's got no creativity. He is not a master builder. And he's up against Lord Business, Will Ferrell, right? And it wasn't until something special came to him that he realized there was power in him. Tonight, I want to talk with you guys about the miraculous conversion. It's a story that has a hero and a villain. I want to talk tonight about the miraculous conversion of a man named Saul in Scripture. Saul was the villain in this great story found in Acts chapter 9. He was a brilliant man. He was the top scholar of his time. He was highly educated and held a great deal of power and influence. Success followed him. Tonight, I've come to warn you that brilliant minds and talented people can miss God completely without the Holy Spirit. Tonight, brilliant minds, you may have all the talent in the world. You may have all the gifts of God in the world. You may think you are God's greatest gift to humanity. But if you miss the Holy Spirit, brilliant minds and talented people can miss God completely without the Holy Spirit. See, Saul hated Jesus. He hated people who lived for Jesus. He was so fiercely passionate about hating Jesus and the way of life his followers were choosing. He was having them beaten, imprisoning them, and many times murdering them in cold blood. This was the type of man Saul was. And I'm afraid, just like Saul tonight, some of us have been fighting for the wrong team for so long we don't even realize it. Because Saul, he, he was so passionate and so sold out for his cause, he believed in what he was doing. And he believed he was doing it for God. And the reality was he was doing it completely against God. Instead of being heroes, we play the villain sometimes in this story. We call life. But I thank God that God does something in our lives when we start heading in the wrong direction. I don't know about you, but, but I am a man who was headed in the wrong direction. And it wasn't until the Holy Spirit of God intersected my life and helped me to see the truth. My life would have been the same as Saul. Headed towards death and destruction. See, God unleashes the Holy Spirit to convince us to change. He uses people and circumstances to intervene to help us to see what we're missing. When we begin to choose the path of destruction, God steps in to make a way where there seems to be no way. I'm so grateful for that. Saul was literally on his way to Damascus to fulfill orders to kill more Christians, more people who were following Jesus. And all of a sudden, what takes place? He's on his horse and he's riding towards Damascus. And the next thing he knows, a bright light began to shine. And it was so bright and so powerful that in that instant, he was knocked off his horse. And in that moment, he heard the voice of heaven saying, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul was very accurate when he said, Lord, who are you? Because he knew it was God Almighty himself. And he, the, the voice said, I am Jesus Christ, the one you are persecuting. 
get up and go. And I'll show you what you're going to have to do. Tonight, we can have all the strategy in place to reach our friends for Jesus, which is what we're going to try our very best to do in this next month. And we can be gifted communicators of the gospel to our friends. We can be a light in dark places. But we've got to realize that God's voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit, is so much louder than our own voice. God's voice is so much louder than our own voice. I can speak to you guys every single week, but you better believe that the voice of heaven is so much louder in your life than mine. God's voice is powerful. We've got to pray for the Holy Spirit to speak to our friends. We need to be praying more for our friends than we're talking to them about God. We need to be praying on our knees, interceding, fighting for them, asking God to have a Damascus Road experience for our friends so that the Holy Spirit will reveal himself to them. See, here's the interesting thing about how personal evangelism works. A lot of times, God will not use you and me to knock someone off their high horse. That's what he did with Saul. God can do that much better than we can. But what he wants to use us to do is to help them see again through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what he wants to use us. Tonight, if you've got your Bibles, I'm going to read from Acts chapter 9. It'll be on the screen too. The story continues. Saul has been sent to Damascus after hearing and seeing God. It says, in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision and said, Ananias. Yes, Lord. <laughs> I, w I was reading this. This is funny. I was reading this and preparing for, and, and I was imagining this passage of scripture as like the veggie tales. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> Bob the tomato says, yes, Lord. <laughs> the Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he's praying. You better believe after that type of interaction with God himself, I would be praying too. Can I get an amen? amen? In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him and restore his sight. And this is where it gets fun. Ananias says, Lord, <coughs> Lord, because Ananias knew who Saul was. He knew his reputation. He knew his past. He knew what he was capable of doing. Tonight, sometimes the Holy Spirit will call you and I to do things we're not comfortable with. Ananias answered, I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm he's done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with the authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call upon your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go. This man who self-proclaimed chief of all sinners. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. And then, this is very important, it said, then Ananias went to the house and entered it. I'm here to tell you tonight that Ananias was so obedient to the voice of God speaking in his life. Such a powerful, powerful point. There is no doubt in my mind that there are many people in this room who desire to be used by, by God in a powerful and a significant way. There's no doubt in my mind. 
that the majority of people in this room, if we took a, a secret poll, you would put on that poll the answer, do you want to be used by God in a powerful way or not? I would think 90% at least would say, I want to be used by God in a powerful way. But tonight, God wants us to see the prerequisite of being used by the power of the Holy Spirit is a willing heart of obedience. A prerequisite, what does that mean? Before you get the power, you got to obey. Before you receive the power and the authority to say in the name of Jesus, your sight be made whole, man, you got to be obedient to the voice of God. Ananias had a desire in his heart to be obedient. He... He had his understood precautions, but he was willing to act when God spoke to him no matter what. See, too many Christians desire the power, but they're unwilling to obey. Too many Christians desire the power of the Holy Spirit without obeying the Holy Spirit. And I'm here tonight to tell you that we cannot function in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit if we are not obedient to God's voice in our own personal relationship with Him. We won't see the power of God. We won't see the miracles of God until we're actually obedient. What does this mean, Pastor Jonathan? If you want your prayers answered, you've got to listen to the voice of God when He deals with you. When He speaks to your life. He's been telling some of us in this room, man, this relationship's awesome. That's great. I'm glad you like her. But you got to stop the physical activity. You got to cut the sexual immorality out of this relationship. And some of us, week to week, we wonder why our prayers aren't being answered. When you know deep within your spirit the Holy Spirit is speaking to your personal relationships, you know you need to stop watching that. You know you need to stop doing that drug from time to time. It's recreational. You're not addicted. It's okay. But, you know, it's just, it's one or two. It's okay. No, it's not okay. Because until we're ready to obey, the Holy Spirit will not be unleashed in our prayers. See, tonight I've come to tell you that God is calling us to listen and obey to what He's telling our personal lives. See, too many Christians want the supernatural without the sacrifice. Too many Christians want revival without repentance. Turning away from our own sin is a prerequisite to see revival in this city. And I believe God is calling us to be a generation of young people that have the Holy Spirit moving and flowing in us so deeply and so powerfully that we can change a culture. Nothing's impossible through the power of Jesus in us. Amen. Too many of us seek the gifts of the Spirit without seeking the giver of the gifts. We want a power without spending time with the creator of that power. Man, if, if the only time you're hearing or reading God's Word is in a service, then the Holy Spirit of God wants you to spend time with Him more than that in order to flow. And that was not Ananias. Ananias was close enough to God that he heard his voice and he had the dedication in his heart to be obedient when God spoke to him, even when it was hard, even when it stung a little bit, even when it was dangerous, even when it was intimidating. The story goes on in verse 17. Ananias is with Saul and it says, placing his hands on Saul, he said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, whom appeared to you on the road, 
as you were coming here, has sent me, and get this, so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. God wants to send you and I to our friends so that they can see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, this is the coolest part. He regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. And at once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. This, the chief of all sinners, when encountering the power and the presence of an almighty God, couldn't help but preach the gospel. Tonight, People who have a power and personal encounter with the Holy Spirit cannot help but preach the goodness of Jesus to the world around them. If you've truly been transformed, if you've truly experienced the presence of God at any point in your life, there is going to be a moment. The scripture says it's like a fire that's shot up in your bones. It will consume you if it doesn't come forth. Tonight, I've come to, to challenge us in our thinking because we are so void of the supernatural in our lives that we entertain ourselves with the counterfeit rather than experience the real power of the Holy Spirit. Instead of spending the time that we know God is calling us to, to be on our knees like this morning was the national day of prayer at the polls where we had a... a basically handed on a silver platter an opportunity for us to show our friends and the people we interact with on a daily basis that we believe in Jesus and we want to pray for them. They may not join us at the flagpole, but we're going to be calling their name out because we love them and care for them. We missed opportunities, many of us in this room. A national day of prayer. God wants us to be so passionate, and yet we're wrapped up in counterfeit. The past few weeks, we've been trying to express the importance of the battle that we are in for our friends and for the, the lives of our loved ones. We've tried to show you, week one, we, we showed you that there is an eternal destination waiting for all of us when it's our time to die. There is a heaven that Jesus died for you to experience. But there is also a very real hell if we don't accept this gift. Through Jesus Christ. Week two, we experienced my redneck friend, the missionary to Bethlehem. He expressed that if a relationship with God is not real to you, it won't be real to the people you live life with. That we should be so passionately in love with Jesus that others will literally want what we've got in our hearts. And last week, we clearly communicated that God has never given up on people, so we should not give up on anyone either. His grace is so enormous that it can cause even the worst of sinners to go and sin no more. Our goal has been to prepare you for October. We want every single person who calls real life their family to reach people and get people here to experience our October outreach. I promise you, I, I guarantee you get people that handout and you tell them about what God has done in your personal life through this ministry. And I guarantee you, next week it begins and we will have one of the most incredible, relevant, and provocative displays 
a dramatic presentation that will rock people's world, and it will be a dramatic presentation that could potentially change their lives forever. I promise you that. I guarantee you, if you tell them that, they'll get more than what they expected. I promise you that that next week we'll have exciting things that will be fun and energetic through our competition, through Fear Factor. It's going to be awesome. I promise you there's going to be an inspirational message geared to set people free and introduce them to the love of Jesus. I promise you that. But the preacher can't do it all. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to use just one person. The Holy Spirit wants to use a room full of young people who are willing and ready to hear the the command of God and say, yes, Lord, I'll do it. So I'm challenging us tonight. Ananias was willing to hear the Lord sent specific instructions. And even right now, you're thinking of specific people that need to hear the gospel that you're close friends with. And he said, go, go see Saul. Tonight is about the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit moving in you and through you. You have the influence to change lives for the better if you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, you and I have access to the most powerful source ever, and that is the power of the Holy Spirit of God. So if you think you can't, I'm here to tell you you can It's the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. It's the same spirit that can use an angry, murderous sinner like Saul to become a spokesperson for the gospel. The Holy Spirit has such an important role in our lives that in John chapter 16, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, the Holy Spirit, to help you and to be with you forever. It's a promise. As I said from, at the beginning, every story has a great hero and a, and a villain. Every story has someone who is defeated, someone who comes to their rescue. Some of us have lived life so powerless for so long that we're used to it and even okay with it. I'm believing that that's going to change tonight. I've been praying for your breakthrough tonight. You've been living defeated. You've been living bound. You've been living powerless, I'm praying that the Spirit of God is going to do something in your heart tonight. Right now, you can move from defeated to victory, just like Saul did. I'm going to invite the rest of the band to come as I close. Tonight, some of you heard or responded to something I tweeted yesterday. I said this powerful quote, it's impossible to hold up the banner of victory and victim at the same time. It's impossible. You, it's, it's impossible to say, I have been bought by the blood of Jesus. I've been sanctified and set free. My sins are forgiven, but I can't do that. Because through Christ, you can do all things. The choice is up to us, whether we're a hero or a villain. And tonight, I'm believing this is a room full of heroes. We are a room that have been called by God to change the culture of Columbus. We've been called by God to change the culture in our schools. We've been called by God to raise up a standard against the attack of the enemy of our generation. I heard this, this story recently of this 24-year-old woman. It's a very powerful story, and I want to share it with you guys tonight. 
24 years old, and she's at a gas station pumping gas, minding her own business. And this young lady was a, a petite little girl, about 120 pounds is what she weighed, and, and uh, she's pumping her gas, and the next thing she knows, um, this massive guy that was close to 300 pounds walks up behind her, takes his hands, wraps them around her neck, and lifts her into the air for a few moments, and with all the force that he possibly can, slams her down to the concrete. And in that moment, she is thinking to herself, my God, what is happening? Just put yourself in that. I cannot understand what in the world might be going through her mind. But in that moment, she had a decision to make. Do I sit and do nothing or, or do I respond? What will happen if I just act like I'm knocked out? What will happen if I actually struggle? And the next thing the guy did after she was on the ground, he began to reach into her pocket and get her car keys. And he stole her car keys and got into her car and began to start the vehicle. And in that moment, she had a decision to make. And this 120-pound petite little girl got up on her feet and began to dive through the open driver's side window colliding, almost spearing this 300-pound man. And just like girls fight, she began to claw and scratch and punch and pull hair. And she got, she was fighting dirty, amen. Come on, ladies. She was showing some girl power. It was awesome. She was doing everything she could to bring harm and pain to this awful man. And in that moment, she realized Y'all ever heard of the club? It's an old school auto theft device. It's, it's like a club that you put on your steering wheel to prevent people from stealing your car. And she remembered in that moment, she's scratching and clawing and pulling hair and biting and whatever she can do. And she realized, wait a second, under my passenger seat, I got a club. <laughs> she grabbed that club and began to wail on this man. Long story short, the, the dude was toast. She destroyed him. It was awesome. After it all happened, he was arrested. He had to be sent to the emergency room before prison. He had broken ribs. She had beat him so bad. Broken ribs. He had chipped teeth. He had black, black eyes, lacerations on his face that needed stitches. She tore him up. It was awesome, yeah. The lady was interviewed after the event, and the reporter was, was asking her, she was like, you know, your car, it's really not worth much. It was kind of a beater, and it's not very valuable. So what made you so passionate about stopping that thief? The young lady explained that her three-year-old son was in the back seat, strapped to the car seat. She was ready and willing to fight for the precious life that God had given her. And I just wonder in this room, there are people that surround your life every single day that are worth fighting for. There are people in your life that you know Man, it is not a hard thing to hand them a card and say, will you come with me next week? Because there's something you need to hear. 
There's people, it may not be risking your life. It may seem uncomfortable. But if you spend time with God this week, if you spend tomorrow, and not just Wednesday night, you spend tomorrow night interceding and asking God, who do I need to speak to? Who God put it on my heart. Like Ananias, send me. This, this young lady, she was ready and willing to fight. We need to be ready and willing to fight for the lives that God has given us. And just like she reached down and found a weapon that was more powerful than her little self, we've got a weapon in the Holy Spirit that we can reach out to God and say, God, will you give me the power to overcome these demonic forces that are trying to destroy my friends? And you can have the power that overcomes. I want to invite you to your feet. Let's all stand tonight. We're about to pray. Invite the adult leaders to come right now. I want everybody to, to bow your hearts right now. Close your eyes. Get ready because I know, I know there's been an anticipation in my heart for this moment right now. I know that there's some people in this room with every head bowed, every eye closed. There's some people in this room that have been playing the role of the villain in the story of life. You're in this room right now and you've had the light of the Holy Spirit shining brightly on you. Your heart has been pumping. You know God's been speaking to you all week long and he's been revealing himself to you. You know that you're headed the wrong direction. All night long, it's been like a supernatural spotlight on your soul. Tonight, you realize that you've been living like Saul, thinking everything's good, but really your life's been filled with defeat. And instead of living for Jesus, you've turned your back on him over and over again. Tonight, I've come to tell you, if that's you in this room, God can take the worst of sinners and make them a mouthpiece for the kingdom of God. He can transform your circumstance right now. God wants to use you to be a mouthpiece no matter how poor your recent decisions have been. The power of the Holy Spirit wants to change the direction you're going in right now, in this moment. And so if you're in this room, I want you to make a bold declaration. Somebody in this room, if you are going the wrong direction and you want to turn your heart back to God, you want to turn and say, I'm not going to live that life anymore. I'm not going to turn my back on God anymore. I'm going to start from this moment forward. I'm going to turn and I'm going to go a different direction with my life. The Holy Spirit's convicting my heart. The Holy Spirit is stirring my, my soul right now and I don't want to go to hell. I want to live my life for Jesus from this moment on. I want you to respond right now. I want you to get out of your seat and get to this altar right Right now in this moment I'm believing that if you do that if you act with courage if you act with faith this whole room's gonna erupt with praise because God wants you to be set free God wants you to be set free God wants to use you as a mouthpiece come on if it's just one this whole room should be erupting right now thank you God for the salvation thank you God for the turnaround come on anyone else right now don't let this moment pass you by the lover of your soul wants to set you free from the things that have bound you. You don't have to be a captive anymore. You can be free by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come now, right now in this moment, you can be set free. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.